Welcome back to another episode of the Flipping the Industry podcast. I am your host, Tori Johnston, and I am really excited to hop on here and share this episode with you. This is going to be really exciting. I'm here with Jazz Khan. Jazz, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. So I am a lead stylist at the House of IBE and a platform artist. And then I also have a couple more job descriptions. Oh, I'm yeah. also um, the color mentor. And then I'm the boost educator for our stylist app. I freaking love that app. And you guys, if you haven't been in the app lately, Jazz has been pumping out some incredible freaking content like so helpful so amazing so you better head on over there right now and go check it out if you haven't lately i freaking love it um my instagram is also jazzcon dot darling so if you want to follow me on instagram you could see me there and in the stylist app you definitely want to follow her on instagram too because she does killer work and shares lots of formula details so you'll you'll want to get some Get some of that for sure. (laughs) So I'm really excited to chat with you today about the House of IBE and really what it's like working there and just like that salon experience that you guys give so that we can absorb all of that and get some inspiration because I know that the experience there being the flagship salon is so different. And even I know that doing extensions, the salon experience is a lot different. So I wanted to kind of deep dive with you today about that. Maybe you can share some suggestions on that entire scenario. So according to you and just like what you have gathered, and this goes even beyond before House of IBE, but in a general sense, what do you feel like sets a salon, a good salon experience apart from a great salon experience? I actually think it starts with the very basics. Before mm. they even step foot into your salon, it's yeah. like the ease of the website. It is the first person that they talk to. It's not a one size fits all anymore. I think the thing that sets everything apart at a luxury space is truly the very first interactions and the ability to almost kind of like read the client's mind and then perform Mm -hmm. accordingly. That's so funny. (laughs) It's so true. We have to kind of like sort through your needs and wants like of the needs and wants of a client. And so being able to do that is so important because if you're paired with the wrong one or if the overall experience just feels clunky. Like if it's not, if there isn't ease of communication, it just becomes hard. Recently, there's been a lot of different suggestions as far as like automation goes and communication with your clients, Mm -hmm. boundaries, respecting your time, things like this. And ultimately, I think a lot of us have gotten hard to reach. Oh my God. I so agree with that. I think... All of this came out when there was like a plethora of clients booming business. Mm -hmm. Like you were turning away person after person after person after person getting like freaking a hundred new requests like a month. Yeah. That's not the time that we're in right now. And I actually think that to be honest, as an industry, we're having a reality check. I I truly feel like the salon experience kind of like left the door a little bit because we didn't really like 
need it. I hate saying that because obviously this doesn't apply to everyone. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we became super individualized. Like, this is who I am as a person. Take it or leave it. Um, If you want to book with me, then book with me. That's kind (laughs) of what it became, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's not how it is right now, y'all. It's affecting some more than others, right? Right. So what are you doing to make it so that people want to stay with you? You might have high prices in a pretty space, but what are the basics that you're missing? What are they? They're yes. how you treat your guests the moment they walk in. Is Are they being ignored? Are yeah. they walking in, standing there, and don't know what to do? Immediately, it's awkward. You're yes. turning around, greeting them. If you're not done, you're telling them to sit down. If you have a receptionist, they're not staying behind the desk. Like, hi. No. They're standing up, walking around the desk. Hi, how are you? Who are you here to see? You can have a seat right here. Here is our service menu. What can I get for you while you're waiting? That's exactly right. But tell me right now how many salons are just doing the basics. Right. Not very many. And now it's starting It's starting to show its face. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. People are leaving places, not even for the price, It's they want to feel special and important. Like they're already stressed out with money. They want to go to a place where one, they're getting their money's worth. Two, they're taken care of. Three, it's a luxury, like super nice service. And then um, I actually, to be honest, feel like money actually comes a little bit below how they're being treated in the salon. It starts within that consultation. Oh, yes. That experience. I mean, like you said, it really, you were right. It starts before, but then that consultation, you have to absolutely wow them with your experience in the consultation. And your communication. And your communication. That's exactly right. Your communication is huge. Just being straight up open and honest, which doesn't mean harsh and blunt. It just means open and honest. You can be soft and honest. You can be soft and open. Like like starting from the tippity top, letting them know what to expect is best. Oh, 100%. And when you say letting them know what to expect, this is also talking about money. Money is mm-hmm. a hard conversation to have. And sometimes I feel like when you're elevated in a luxury space – I think sometimes you get used to people not caring about money. Y'all, right now, everyone cares about money, even people (laughs) who are making a lot of money. We're all caring right now. So what you need to do is actually have that conversation. And it doesn't need to be awkward at all. But you say, what budget are you trying to stay at today? Mm. Not under. What budget are you trying to stay at today? Yeah. And then they tell you, and then you tell them what they can get within that budget. And if that doesn't satisfy them, I'll say, okay, so then we could do this, and it's at this price point. Do you want to do that, or do you want to do the other one? Give them options. Everyone loves options, and they like clarity. When you're doing that, it honestly is not awkward because you're just being upfront and frank and letting them pick and choose what they want to that day. If you're not, that's when it gets awkward because at the end of that appointment, you didn't tell them what to expect and all of a sudden you're like, okay, your color was $350 and they're like, what? Right. Wait, what? Those are going to pay it, but that doesn't mean they're happy and they love your experience and that's the part that matters, especially right now. That's exactly right. Even like when it comes to just going over a general service. So not even just extensions, but just like you said, just color. You know, we all realize they're booking 
a full highlight. Maybe they're booking a partial. Maybe they're booking a tone or a gloss, whatever you call it. You still need to talk to them about their budget for that day because if you don't and you end up doing something else that you haven't discussed, you then, as a stylist, we emotionally still feel subject to charge them for what they were scheduled for even though you did more or less than that. Oh, yes. Girl, yes. So not only is it protecting them and their feelings and their budget, you're protecting yourself. Yeah, because you'll just automatically discount. You're like, oh, well, they were booked for whatever. So I, I, you know, I, I better just charge them for that, even though I did a freaking baby light to heaven. Yep. You know? Exactly. Um, so just being clear with communication, that's going to ultimately – elevate the whole experience because then when they go check out, they know what to expect. It's not going to be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It's like the whole time they're picking up on little bitty notes throughout the experience, throughout their appointment that they're like, oh yeah, like, wow, this is, this is so worth it because they know what they're going to pay. They're not like, I wonder how much this is going to cost me. Yeah. They're not stressing out in your chair the whole time watching you mix bowl after bowl. (laughs) Because they already know. <laughs> They're not like, oh, gosh. She's not like texting her friend like, I can't go out tonight. I have to stay home. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> hey, actually, we're not going on spring break. Um, yeah. My, sweetie. <laughs> my style is Mommy got new hair. My hair was. Yeah, but for real. <laughs> also, actually, that leads me back to extensions, right? When yeah. you have a new client come in for um, a consultation – we're talking about clarity, communication, budget, right? One of the things that gets missed all the time is maintenance. Oh. Maintenance. And yep. this varies from person to person. I'm not just talking about like um, your extension maintenance. What is the look that you're receiving going to cost you in maintenance? You're wanting it to be platinum, right? With 24 yeah. inches and like four rows yeah. on your head. What yeah. is that going to be versus a lived-in mm. blonde with three rows and 22s? Mm. What What are you going to be paying throughout the year? Do you want to pay that much? What would you rather? Yep. Again, options, y'all. <laughs> yes. People like options, and they like to be presented options because it keeps them in control. And, I mean, ultimately, they are in control. They're the consumer, and that's yep. that's how we should keep things. Um, I think whenever we don't cover things like maintenance and we don't talk about questions like, what's your goal with how often you would like to visit the salon, then we we miss a whole step and it just creates more opportunity for miscommunication. Oh my God, yes. It's like holes that can be filled by someone else and you're yes. leaving them open because you didn't communicate clearly and ask them all the questions. I'm not going to lie. My consultations take kind of a long time. Yeah, I know. I see people that are like, oh, yeah, 15-minute consult. I'm like, oh. How would you do that? What would y'all – you do? Did she just can't drop in to give you her money or – Yeah, what? What? Because I'm asking I'm like them, 45. Le- I'm a 45-minute girl. Yeah, that's me. That's so me. Because I'm I'm not just asking them, what do you want? Or no, what matches your hair at this moment when you're sitting here? I'm like, tell me your hair history. Me too. When did you start having hair loss? What's your hair, What was your hair like when you were like a teenager? I want to see pictures and receipts of what yes. happened because I also want to know how could we restore your hair? 
Yep. Not only are they getting extensions from me, but they're going through a restorative process, which is kind of why I think I have a very high retention. Not yep. only am I putting stuff in their hair, they're trusting me to rebuild their hair, get it thicker, getting longer. And every single appointment, we talk about that. Is it thicker or longer than the last time? I am not. Wow. And my clients all know that my end goal is not to have them just be extensions for the rest of their lives. I genuinely care about their actual hair health, how long it is, and how thick it is. Now that you say that, that brings me to the experience in the salon when you're receiving extension service. That becomes now even more extensive, and there's so much more that we have to or we should provide to them during that service Versus just receiving a color, a texture, a cut service. Oh, 100%. You're talking about talking to people about their vulnerabilities, right? Mm. And longer appointments and more sensitive appointments. And they're there with you for a long time. You literally cannot treat them like a color or a cut at all. You need to be providing all of the extras, right? So timing is one, right? Mm-hmm. Be prompt, communicate. But then there's also little things that you could do while they're sitting in your chair to make them feel cared for. Not even just talking about what we talk about, but I'm talking about right. what so we like, provide. What are, yeah. So what are some things that that as an extension stylist, as an extension specialist, what are things that you think are necessary that stylists, all extension stylists should provide at minimum to the guests during that appointment. Okay, if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> I yes. talk about my little, can you guess what I'm going to say? My salon desk. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I talk about it all the time because it is a game changer inside of the salon. So with the clients that I attract or in the house of IBE, um, they love the salon desk because they are all businesswomen and they want to do two things at once. If they are not working, they are losing money while they are in the chair. Yep. Just that's what the fact is. Yeah. I have the salon desk so they can work and get their hair done. They're making money and they're getting their hair done at the same time. So not only is that great for them, but it's also just it takes the stress out of my God, I've been here for five hours. I could have done this, 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 this. How many women have like lists running through their head of all the things that they need to get done that day? So many. When you have that little desk, it just makes it so they can do other things instead of just sitting there wasting their time. It's also nice for relaxing. I have clients who just bring a book in and that's their time to literally just relax and read. They don't have the pressure of having to have a like a conversation the entire time. I also have teenagers. I have high school kids. <laughs> cheerleaders. Yep. They're all cheerleaders. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. So um, you want to know what they love? The freaking desk because we also have a menu with <laughs> snacks and drinks. So the first thing that we do when they get there is after we take pictures, they sit down. My assistant asks them what they would like off the menu and then they go get it. My teenagers are like popcorn, chocolate, <laughs> soda. <laughs> all the things my more luxury guests and businesswomen you want to know what they want they want a mineral water or they want an energy drink and maybe instead of like the popcorn they would like like a a trail mix Uh, but honestly let's just be real 
the popcorn skinny pop that's like trans everyone loves it transcends all ages (laughs) (laughs) it honestly i mean a skinny pop midday behind the chair also oh my god it helps us it's so good (laughs) i love a nice little midday skinny pop Mm -hmm. um just to tide me over sometimes oh my god Um, yes so that's amazing i love the i love the desk so much because we see people come in, even people who don't work, they just come in, they have their schedules, busy moms have multiple kids in different sports. I mean, they're planning their vacations, they're planning um, their schedules, like who's going to pick up who from here. I mean, there's so many things. It's just nice to have a place and a dedicated time to do that. I know so many clients just look forward to having time to be like sitting in a chair. Yes. To do things. Yes. But we have to make it easy for them to do things. Because right now, say right. if you didn't have it, this was my old clients. Well, I guess they're also my clients. But this is what the yeah. experience was. They were trying to multitask. They We offered snacks and drinks. Then they had their freaking mug. So they had a snack, drink, mug all next to them on the chair. Then they had their laptop off to the side that kept falling out their lap, plus their phone. It's just like a lot. So what do they do? They're like, ugh. This is too much. Can we all put it on the on the chair or like my tray that's super far away from them? They can't get anything. Yeah. That's what ends up happening. And as an extension stylist, I know that like we can't con- – like I'm not trying to make them be frozen in my chair. But when they're constantly reaching or needing to grab something or picking up the drink, setting it down, like it really can throw off your installation. If you have your wefts clipped in, it can really just like come – London bridges falling down. Oh, you know, yes. like yes. oh my gosh, when they move, I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, ah, no, no, no. yes, for you real. know, I'm like, don't do it. Um, for real. Another thing too that I think really sets the service apart that isn't something like it isn't a tangible item, but this is with extensions, with color, with cut, any service you offer at any point in time that guest is in the salon, it's. Not only the communication you have with them, but the conversation that you're having with them. Good. Yes. Like you have to. This is something that, you know, we've all heard this before, but we all need the reminder to, I want you to love your guests and connect with your guests. And if you have one where the relationship is just different, then don't listen to whatever I'm about to say. I get it. We all have those ones that are like, that's my freaking grandma. Like, I love her so much. I would like die for her. You know, you have those people who they come in and then sometimes they're the therapist. You're like, oh, but being conscious that that's not your whole clientele. So for every time your client sits down, if you guys need to make a list of open-ended questions in your notes so that you are asking more questions, I cannot stress this enough. Ask more questions than questions you answer. They're not here to hear your story about your version of that experience. They are here to spend time with you and connect with you. And most people connect by talking about themselves. There are literal studies done there, like about how people want to talk about themselves is one. And then people always believe that they're good too. They need validation for both to feel connected. One, that they are a good person. Two, that they are allowed to talk about themselves and they are accepted. You want to elevate your experience? 
Don't make it about you. Make it about them. That's exactly right. And and truly listen to, I mean, don't just be like, so, you know, how long have you worked there? What's working there like? What are your job duties? Like, take note of those. And when you ask certain questions, they, you can build on those answers. So like when they tell a story, you ask a question. Don't share what that experience would be like for you. Don't share how that happened to you six years ago. I mean, maybe they do care. I don't think that they don't care, but it makes their time there feel more valuable when you're able to ask another question and learn more about them. Yeah, focus on them. I think that it's as simple as that. Focus on them, not you, them. And if you keep that in mind, you're going to have success. Yeah, and you're going to feel more connected to them naturally because you know them. And when someone feels like someone else knows them, the trust is so strong. Oh my God, it's just amazing actually. And with that conversation piece, that goes into, I always make it a point to respectfully, let me start off with respectfully, if I can chat with every client that walks into my salon, whether it's yours, mine, theirs, I want to talk to them. I want to see like what they're like and so that they feel comfortable. Like if their stylist is eating lunch or doing something else and busy, who knows what, I want them to be like, hey, can you show me where the restroom is? Like I want them to feel comfortable to approach any stylist in the salon. And that will also start with you learning about other people's clients. Hey, what do you do for work? Hey, if there is downtime and they seem like they're not busy, do that because we don't want where previously I was at a salon where one stylist used to do a guest's hair and now that guest went to another stylist and then the other stylist who used to do her hair like completely ignored her during the appointment and it made that client super uncomfortable. Like just be relational, have conversations and ask questions, get to know people it's so important. It's actually like very easy, honestly. So like yeah. to start it off, you don't have to even know about their personal life. It will happen naturally. You compliment them on their hair. Girl, like I just had to break my neck because your hair looks so flipping good. That's yeah. all you got to say. And they're like, oh my God, I love her. Or you're walking past and you're like, your shoes are so cute. Where'd you get those? Like, it doesn't have to be invasive because that's another point that I want to get across. You can have conversations and still respect the space with our client. It's so doable. And then all of a sudden, you have, like, a salon where everyone knows each other and everyone is friends, which is kind of like – that's basically how it is at the House of IBE and my old salon. And it was fun. Yes. So fun. (laughs) I really feel that when I walk into the House of IBE. I'm like – Hi, Brian. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Like, I feel actually, I want to say something too that you guys have done really well um, because there's another level that the House of IBE has added that, you know, I don't even know that many could implement, but it's just part of that. And it's going to be, it feels soothing, relaxing. It feels like uh, the level of welcoming is so high, especially if you walk in and you happen to hear somebody playing the piano in real life live music I mean so when you walk in the house of IBE they have a piano 
And so many of them in there know how to play this piano. So you might even catch some live music, which is absolutely incredible and so relaxing. It's so relaxing and so fun. And it kind of just allows space. I feel like when the piano plays, conversations kind of stop a little bit. It gets a little bit more soothing. You end up closing your eyes. Well, not me because, you know, I got to work. But clients start closing their eyes. They literally just get to soak it in. Or they're like, I want to watch. Turn my chair. <laughs> so then I just turn their chair right? towards the piano. It's like they get to watch like a little live concert. They're taking videos, posting it on Instagram. It's like a, it's kind of a big deal when someone plays the piano. Like the clients feel, especially since it's not all the time, it's like pop-ins. And they get to feel special that they were the one of the ones who has like the pop-in and they got to have the live music. It's cute. I feel like they're slightly competitive over it. They're like, I didn't get to see it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I know. I love that. And then like, it just feels so nice and refreshing because I don't feel like you get to hear live music very often um, anymore in in random areas like that. You don't. So that's just amazing. Did you know that actually the very first salon that I worked at had live music um, every Friday? Not just piano. No way. Yeah, they would have um, bands come in, someone who played the guitar. It was just local artists. Every Friday, someone would come in, and they would play the whole day. I love that so much. It just gives you a good, warm, fuzzy feeling, and, like, it really sets the energy to to be whatever you want. And now there's other times where I've been there, too, where it's felt really exciting and, you know, just, like, popping, like, oh, my gosh, like, but it's a balance of two, and you guys have done that really, really well. Just with, I think, I think that comes down to the other portion of experience. Really comes down to your culture within the salon and the things that you guys stand for and the things that you guys prioritize. Oh yes, I feel like one of the things that we prioritize um, is a safe place. So we're talking about like the experience in the salon, right? And we're talking about talking with other guests but there are moments where it's a safe spot where they are telling you something vulnerable and I feel like everyone at the house of IBE is very good at knowing when those moments are and giving the client and the stylist space so like yes being able to read that room if we're doing a consultation we're standing by the hair wall and someone has to take off their topper at some salons everyone would turn their heads stare at them, be breaking their necks with their mouths open, asking a billion questions. Oh my gosh, you have to wear a topper. Tell me about it. You know what? At that moment, leave them alone. <laughs> like that's vulnerable. You like let yeah. them have space where that client doesn't feel like the whole world is watching. And instead of just sharing that private sensitive moment to one person, it's now an entire salon. Like give them space to have those vulnerable moments. And then you can connect on different levels at a different time. And I think that's something that's really special that the house, the house of IBE does is we make sure that people are still getting those special private moments to build their own personal connection. The thing that does go into the experience with extensions is you have to know that this is such a vulnerable service and it's so important that we are making sure that we let them know that like we know that and that we are here to protect them if they feel like insecure or if they feel stressed out like they oh yes I think that's one of the things that will make it so that you actually have retention 
We're talking about your atmosphere. (laughs) We're talking about a safe place, um, boundaries, like just the very basics to make someone feel like a human and cared for. That's why people leave and that's why people come. Yes, exactly. Uh, Yes, respect. You want to keep your clientele, then you better be treating them like they're gold because that honestly is what they deserve. And honestly, if you're doing a luxury service, they're paying a lot of money for that. And the very least that you can do is treat them like it. Because right now, yeah, I feel like there was a lot of, I think, Tori, you mentioned this the last time we talked, but you were saying how 2020 was a land of gold for hairstylists. Everyone wanted their hair done. Everyone wanted extensions. There were so many new requests that you couldn't keep up. And I think the very basics left, left the house of all houses. Yep. Um, Now it's not the freaking same. A lot of people are having a hard time filling their books. They're not getting hardly any new requests. The, you have to bring the basics back. The end. The basics and more. Like go above and beyond for your your clients. I'm and I'm not saying to, you know, violate your boundaries or let people disrespect you. That's a whole nother story for another episode. But you have to, you know, be accommodating. One thing that comes with extensions is that there are accommodations that sometimes have to be made. And that goes into their experience with you. I I want to to really, really stress that the ultimate guest experience with IBE, it's not before, it's not just before the consultation. It doesn't just live in the consultation, doesn't just live in the service. It doesn't live in the moment they see their hair. It doesn't live in the moment they walk in the salon or walk out. It is their entire relationship with you. And so that's going to be that experience factor is going to be when accommodations need to be made. And I'm not saying to always accommodate every little thing, but if if there's an instance where things aren't right or things aren't exactly how they were supposed to be, you need to prioritize that. And that will go so far in the experience factor with oh, you. Oh, I can't even agree more than right now when you're saying that a thousand percent. Like we have so much responsibility as an extension specialist to make sure that these clients are accommodated for um, every little. But like, actually, it, it literally starts the moment they walk in, the receptionist greeting them, getting their snacks and drinks, getting their little service tray. Well, another thing that you can do, you have chargers at their disposal, multiple chargers, so they can plug in whatever device that they have. Then you have maybe like an extra pair of yeah. ear pods with like covers on them so you could like throw them away when they're done. Like it's the ease of talking to you about what they want, what they don't want. It's the ease of being able to be in a salon where you can ask anyone where the bathroom is. It's the ease of getting another snack. (laughs) It is the ease of when you leave and you say bye and you feel like everyone was your friend and family and were excited when, when you left and had the hair of your dreams. It's the ease of being able to call the salon and getting a response back. It's the ease of filling out your job form if you have one and getting a response back and not having to wait like three weeks. It's clients showing up for their consultation and having their stylist be on time. It's ease. All of it. All of that. 
There's so many things too, even like within amenities that would level up and elevate that experience. So yeah. (laughs) Okay. I was about to say, what are some amenities and key things that you would suggest stylists who are looking to elevate their experience? What would you suggest? My very first thing is if you can taste, see, feel, you want it, right? So we, um, and smell, right? (laughs) If you start out the moment they enter the room, it's beautiful. It has a really nice smell. And I know that some people are sensitive to smells, but listen, it still needs to smell good in some sort of a way. If you want that to be essential oils, emoji, something like super like earth friendly or organic, go for it. But there needs to be some sort of a good smell because depending on where you live or maybe what next door to you or maybe what someone ate for lunch, the salon might not smell good the moment that you enter smell is so huge. You want people to associate your salon with smelling good. And it's not even going to be conscious. It's going to be unconscious. That also goes into the bathroom. Pot puree. Maybe you have like a little um, scent thing in there that just runs 24-7. You have tampons. That's not a smell, but you have tampons. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Hand soap. You can either have one that smells really, really, really good or you have one that's no scented. So they have like a choice. Maybe have both. Um, Make sure that your washcloths and towels are like completely stocked. You have a clean bathroom. Like that's not crap all over the mirror. I know that sounds like duh, but it gets overlooked. I've been to a lot of salons. It gets overlooked all the time. It's like the whole salon's pretty. You go into the bathroom and you're like, ew. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. Big deal. So smell, but then I also think like uh, blankets, texture, touch, have little samples that they can play with maybe while they're waiting. They can smell, touch, put a little bit in their hair. I actually, I love all of those and I just like taking it to the next level with branding it all, making it all like a signature scent, a signature So a signature, you know, drink, all of these things being custom. I I imagine, you know, just like removing the labels of things before you serve them. Oh, you want skinny pop? Let me get a little teeny tiny bowl. Oh, listen, that would elevate it so much more than having just a little bag. (laughs) Right. So that is where, where my mind goes. And just like making sure, like you said, women have toiletries in the bathroom and if you're in a suite and maybe you don't have the option to keep those things in your bathroom, if your client's like, hey, where's the restroom? Or I'm going to go use the restroom. Say, do you need any toiletries? What, Like offer it. Have little kits made up. Keep them in your cabinet. Like that is so important because we want people to feel accommodated. Like we're noticing the details and that we are going the extra mile for them. And that's so, so important. I love it. And I know, I remember Tori even told me about, what was the little doily thing that you were going to put on top of a coffee? Tell me. Oh, so there's a few things. <laughs> I was also, um, you know, having cloth napkins with, you know, your logo, like something they can drape on their lap while they're eating. I know they have a cape on. Some of us use robes and with robes, 
things can go through the front of those and still get on their clothing. Um, I know a lot of salons also elevate the experience by having them change into a robe and they hang their shirt so that the shirt doesn't get compromised during the appointment. If you're doing like a larger color service where it's like a really big transformation where there's going to be lots of color and lots of processes, that's really important to take note of. Or if you just have like a interesting shampoo situation, if, if things are always happening, um, have them go change into a robe. That would be really, really nice so that they know that they don't have to wear their grungy clothes to the salon. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Okay. So for the coffee, sorry, I got off track. You can order um, stencils off of Etsy that have your logo on them. And then you're able to just dust some cinnamon on top or another little flavoring and it will print your logo on top of your coffee. Literally the cutest. When she said that, I was like, stop it right now. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of the other IBE stylists, um, Allison Berry does that. You guys should check her out on Instagram. She has such a cute little uh, mug that she puts her logo on and she really just serves it up really nice over there. So I love that. I know that so many other stylists do things like this. And um, another thing that I kind of think I would consider an amenity is merch. So like having branded merch that's, um, or even just accessories or things for purchase that aren't just hair products would be so nice. I don't know how many times I've been somewhere and I'm like, crap, I need to pick up a gift for someone. And then I look over wherever I'm at and I'm like, oh, great. They've got some cute little accessories I can grab while I'm here. Oh, so yes. you know what I mean? Just we have like, a tray with Chanel Prada, <laughs> Gucci, yeah. um, all sorts of really cute high-end hair accessories. And I our love- guests love them. Also, I just want to give you guys a little tip and trick. If you're trying to sell it, when you take your after pictures, clip it in their hair, and then you show them the after picture with the clip, nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, I want to buy that. (laughs) Yes. They're like so in for it. Yeah. It's the easiest upsell because you're not actually upselling. It's just elevating your picture. And they're like, ooh, I need it too. (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. So things like that, having everything just really, really signature, custom, stripping away labels, just making things um, really unique and yours will add to your experience. And I think that, like you said, ultimately this experience um, is going to be the the important part of maintaining and retaining your, your clientele right now. And and attracting new clientele. The next part that I have to mention to go along with your guest experiences, you may have a wonderful guest experience, but if you're not talking about it and sharing it on social media every single day that you're at the salon, how is anybody supposed to know? They will. Besides your current clients. How are the new clients supposed to know that you offer this amazing experience. They sure won't, y'all. If you don't talk about it, you don't post about it, no one is going to know. I say that every time I teach a color class. I say that with education 24-7. If you know me, you know. Post about the special things that you do. Post about your education. Post that you listen to this freaking podcast on your Instagram (laughs) That way your guests know that you're listening about things to elevate the experience. You know how excited they're going to get? 
Yeah. And then they will join in on helping you elevate your experience. It's actually what we did at the House of IBE. We asked people what they wanted. That's why we came up with energy drinks, mineral water, (laughs) cords, and the desk tray. Because they're all working women who needed energy and ease of access. See? So, yeah, you guys, like, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, all right, you're feeling inspired to go and to, like – um, make some changes to to your routine. Head on over to JotForm. A lot of other forms, booking systems offer this and pull up a customer survey and just check in with them and see what exactly they want to elevate their experience. What are things they would like? And then you know exactly what you need for your clients specifically. And that's going to make the biggest impact. So take those ideas that we've shared with you today put them on a form and do a poll and see what see what your guests want dude 100 percent. you could even do it on instagram too you should do both half of your yes. people will see it on instagram you'll have people who haven't even been in see it on instagram and they're going to be voting now you know what the people's want then you need to do it customized for your guests and have a more personal touch and you need to do your form like what tori said you do both of those you're going to have all of the ideas, all the inspiration, and you're really going to be able to elevate specifically to what the people who are attracted to you want or to your yes. target market. Exactly. Gosh, this has been so good, Jazz. I always love talking to you. You really make it a point, I know, to take care of your guests and and really like give that experience. So I want to just say thank you for coming and sharing all of this wonderfulness with us because it's always nice to hear what other people are doing. Um, because sometimes if you're, especially if you're in a suite, you know, you're, you don't have anywhere to go, anywhere to look or anyone to talk to. So, so thank you. I want to say thank you for hanging out with us today. Dude, you know, I love talking with you, Tor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, you guys, this, this could, episode could go on for, for days. I could love jazz so much. <laughs> I love it. You guys have to follow Jazz. As you can tell already if you, by listening to this episode, she is and she has an amazing energy, one that you definitely want to be around. So it's jazzcon.darling on Instagram. Go check her out. Anyone that was within Ivy, I'm sure you know Jazz or you've seen her. She's been dropping amazing stuff in the app lately. So go check all of that out. If you guys loved this episode as much as we did, please rate and subscribe to our podcast and we will catch you guys on the flip side. 